can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So I don't know if everybody else has seen this, but Pharrell has released a skincare line. It's called Human Race. And as someone who has been very intrigued by how the hell Pharrell is reverse aging, I'm quite pleased that he's decided to share a little bit more about his routine. Can I just quickly say Frank Ocean once said before this video came out, it's been all these years and Pharrell still hasn't given us the keys yet in reference (laughs) to the rapper's seemingly ageless complexion. Yeah, he had to, I was reading an article that he had to confirm he wasn't a vampire recently. (laughs) (laughs) So he's done a Vogue Beauty Secrets video of his um, morning skincare routine and he's obviously using his new products. And I mean, he's probably used other products during this whole time, but has now just released his own range. And he actually has some really quite good advice to be honest and he said the routine is the number one thing like you have to be in a consistent routine to get results from your skincare routine which I just loved and so his products and I haven't actually been able to see what's in all of the products because their website at the moment the the range is released today but by the time this app comes out the ingredients should be live, I would assume. But there's a rice powder cleanser, which is a powder that you add water to and then you kind of mix it in and and activate it. Then there's a lotus enzyme exfoliator and a humidifying cream, which is just like a moisturizer. Mm. All of the products are vegan and he developed them in consultation with his dermatologist that he's had for 20 years so that explains (laughs) he did say at the start of the video i started taking care of my skin 20 years ago yeah so when he was 27 he started to focus on his skin the thing that i did really notice about this brand was that he's done refillable packaging but he's also put braille on the packaging for anyone who's sight impaired so i thought that was a really interesting and thoughtful thing to do as well when developing a brand but oh, I'm just relieved now that I know what his skincare routine is because I was like he's doing something if you guys have to go and watch this Vogue Beauty Secrets video he's he's poreless he's got no aging around his eyes it's miraculous <laughs> for spiritual gals like us though I really mm. liked his philosophy about your face and he said yeah your face is only as good as the energy that comes from from behind it yeah I just like love (laughs) I loved all of the spirituality references as well he is a real vibe and he does actually have some really good advice so um Pharrell for president I am gonna try and get him on the podcast I've been furiously trying to find his uh PR agent I've sent a few DMs I've tried to get a few email addresses so leave it with me but let's try and get Pharrell on. I'm still trying for JLo. So although I'm not going to lie, I've been able to get some pretty good guests lined up. So oh my God. just wait. There's yeah, some just amazing wait, guests coming up. I lost my sh- last week. I was sending everything in caps to Hannah, like screaming <laughs> through. <laughs> I was like, I knew you could do it. Like I had every faith in you. 
What is on today's episode, Hannah? So on today's episode, we are talking about the first time that you guys got your periods. You've sent in your stories. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to read them out. Mm -hmm. Then we have colorist and educator Monique McMahon from Q Color in Sydney to talk about how to change your hair care routine in summer. And then, of course, products we didn't know we needed. So Hannah, we, I've actually been waiting to do this segment for ages because I wanted to get our listeners as involved as we did in those waxing nightmares because they were so funny. And so I did the same thing. I got people to submit their stories on Instagram and they did not disappoint once again. There's some great stories here. But I wondered if you wanted to share your first period story. Is that too personal? No, that's not too... Oh, God, Joe, have we met? <laughs> Nothing's too personal for me. So my first... Per- I have two period stories I want to talk about. The first okay. one was I first got my period story. Of course, I was, I was at a friend's house and I went to the toilet and all of a sudden there was like blood in my mm. undies. So I like wrapped up. I, I was really good. I wrapped up some toilet paper like a lot of it, put it yeah. in my undies, waited till I got home. And then from memory, Linda, she just stacked some pads in like the bathroom without telling me yeah. just in case because she's she's really thoughtful like that. Yeah. So, But to be honest with you, I'm really bad with my period and I don't count when I'm getting it and I don't know mm. when I'm getting it. And do you remember we were at work one day mm. and I came back <laughs> from the bathroom I'm like, Joe, I've got blood on my favorite jeans. Yeah. She's like, she's like, turn around. And I turned around and there was a little patch on my jeans. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> so I think I tied a jacket around my waist. Yeah, you did. Yeah. This is how close we are, guys. <laughs> yeah, I just remember your face when you walked in. You're like, Joe. <laughs> so what, what about you? I was a late bloomer. I didn't get my period till I was about... I think I was 14 or 15 and I was on holidays with my family in Queensland. Mm -hmm. My cousin and I were staying in the same room and she listens to this podcast so she'll be laughing as as I tell this story. But we were just like at night, we were hanging out. I went to the bathroom and I yelled out to her and I was like, so I've got my period. Do you have any like pads? And she didn't realize it was like the first time I'd gotten my period. So she was like all chill about it. She's like, no, nah, I don't have any. And I was like, it's the, it's the first time I've got my period. Oh, no. <laughs> so then the whole time, the rest of the trip in Queensland, I was wearing like these bulky, massive pads that my mum had. <laughs> so I had to wear like board shorts and I just felt so daggy. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty It was pretty late on, to be honest. I think like a lot of the stories that were coming through and I – was mortified reading some of these because these girls are so young and to the point where like, you know, they hadn't even had a discussion with their mums yet about their periods. And so there's girls that are sent through their stories and they're like, you know, nine or 10 and haven't even, they don't even know what's happened to them, which would be so scary Mm. as a little girl. So I'm kind of glad that I was older. So I'm going to jump into the stories because a lot were sent through. And actually there's a really common theme here that a lot of people when they got their period thought they'd shat themselves. So I just want to put that out there now that you are not alone. Some of these stories that came through honestly were really funny, but I'm going to start with um, with this one. So 
Got my period while on a family camping holiday. I firstly bled through my pants and sleeping bag on the first night because I felt embarrassed in front of my family. Mum pretty quickly found out and brought me some tampons from a fuel stop. She explained how to insert it, but I couldn't do it. So she ended up having to come in and insert it for me. Truly embarrassing. (gasps) Oh, no. I think a few people have gone through that, to be honest. I still can't insert tampons. I know, you still can't do it. Maybe Linda okay. needs to come down and help. <laughs> the other day, the other day I I wanted to wear a um like a see-through dress. So I wanted to wear like a flesh-colored G-string, but I had my period and I was like, oh damn it, I have to put a tampon in. So I put a tampon in and I was like, nah. And I <laughs> just pulled it out and wore, and then instead of wearing a dress, I had to wear jeans. How sad oh. is that? I'm 32 years old almost, and I yeah. still have trouble putting tampons up. What about a? You haven't tried a cup? Absolutely not. If I can't use a tampon, what makes you think I could use yeah, a cup? That was a stupid question. It's sorry. Stupid. <laughs> Keep going. I've got another one. So, got my period while at the movies with my mum, wearing white tights. Bled everywhere. Mum sprung into action, put me in a toilet cubicle while she cleaned my pants and went to Woolies on the corner to buy me new underwear and pads. How cute. Oh, God. Yep. Okay. Oh, this one just broke my heart. Okay, so it wasn't my first period, but when I was 13 in school, I unexpectedly got my period in the middle of class. When I stood up, there was blood all over my bum and legs and all over the chair I was sitting on. No. I just feel so bad reading those but stories. But look, the thing is that this happens to everyone at some point in their life. You know, this is just, it's normal. This is a really normal experience. Yeah. This one I really loved. And this just shows that there is nice men out there. Mm. My best friend got her period in the middle of science class. She got up and ran out of the room and her lab partner, a guy sitting next to her, saw all the blood on the chair and quickly put a textbook over it so Aww. no one else saw. How oh not nice. marry me? How old is he now? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> This one's quite funny. I was 15. My whole family was camping and we just found out that I had a dairy intolerance. So I only thought the cramps were from my ice cream. Later that day, we were on a boat with white seats and I bled all through my clothes and onto the seats. Mum tried to get me to jump into the water so I could wash it off, but I was too scared sharks would smell the blood. So I had to sit on a towel until we got back. Another one. My best friend from year seven got hers on year seven camp. Oh my God, that would be traumatic in Mm. itself. I'm not talking like she bled through her pants or anything. I'm talking her mattress was soaked and it leaked through to the girl underneath her. We all woke up to someone screaming. Then the lights went on. We thought someone had been murdered. Oh, my God. That is hectic. I feel like so you had a lot of people. So you had a lot of this coming through. Yeah, I had heaps of people sending stuff through. This one's pretty funny. Okay, it was grade six, morning tea break, and I'm sitting on the loo trying to figure out how to put the pad on my knickers. Bloody hard work. The wings were sticking together. I really had no clue and I was panicking. My friend yells out, what are you doing? Hurry up. And I reply, I'm doing a big poo. Go without me. Because apparently doing a big poo is less embarrassing than having a period at 11 years old. By the way, talking about getting your period at awkward moments, do you remember we were out for dinner recently Mm. and I was going to meet a guy that yes I'd already and you were all excited about all it excited and then you went off to the toilet and came back and you go do you have a tampon I, was like, I got my period and suddenly your mood changed <laughs> I literally got my period five minutes before like a d-date and it was like the universe just did the that universe was telling me that it wasn't mm. right 
Yeah. And uh, speaking of um, missing out on the fun because of a period, someone else said, I got my period at Luna Park. I didn't want to miss the fun, so I ignored it until I got home. It's <laughs> 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 like a theme with getting them on rides. Got mine on the cha-cha at the local show. <laughs> <laughs> Another person thought their appendix had burst. Um, and a number of people got their periods on sleepovers. My appendix almost burst and that's not how it feels and that's not what happens. (laughs) Um, I want to thank everybody for sending in their first period stories. It's a very vulnerable time but I'm glad we can all look back on it now and be like, oh, that was a fun time. And I still get surprised. So I'm in my (laughs) 30s and I still get period blood on my jeans. So (laughs) you're not alone. It never ends. It never ends. (laughs) So today's guest joining us is colorist and educator Monique McMahon from Q Color in Sydney. Welcome to the show, Mon. It's nice to have you here. Thanks, Joanna. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hello. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> we thought this was a very timely chat because Hannah's decided to escape up north and we thought this was the perfect time to discuss the havoc that sun and sand and salt can have on our hair over the summer months. So can you tell us exactly what effect summer can have on our hair oh wow okay so we 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 love summer i love summer i'm a summer girl for sure but it can definitely cause havoc on our hair on a few different ways the sun can literally be like a bleach on hair it can remove pigment it can cause discoloration create sensitive ends brittle strands you know, and all of those kind of things lead to split ends, which we all absolutely hate. So it's not the best season for our hair. And uh, yeah, I think we need to be mindful of uh, what it's doing to our hair. I personally, I don't know if this is just me, but uh, Joe, we've spoken about this before. I love my beach hair. Beach hair is my favorite hair with the sea salt and the sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, um, we have a funny term at the salon that we use in summer and we kind of love and hate it. And it's called it's called chewy ends. And when the hair when the ends of the hair get a little bit chewy, and they're a bit chewy from the salt water wearing it down and the sun sort of bleaching it out a little bit. And then you get that grit from the salt. And I gotta agree, Hannah, I love that feeling as well. It's a nice, easy, low maintenance texture that you get from the sun and the salt water. But at the end of three months of it. Like your hair needs some serious love. UV protection in hair care is becoming almost as popular as heat protection. Why is this so important to the integrity of the hair? Oh, good question. The integrity of the hair can be damaged, you know, as I just mentioned earlier, from all the sun, salt and water. But I tell you something, um, especially on finer hair types or especially on hair types that are lighter in colour naturally or lighter in colour from hair salons, These are the hair types that are really going to be affected by UV rays. The strands will release more colour, they'll get more colour faded. The paler the hair, the finer the hair, it doesn't have a natural protection or 
I don't know, you might call it a natural barrier against the sun. So it's really important to use products. And there's so many out there now. It is a real trend. Love that. Use products in your hair daily that has a UV filter in it. Mm, And what kind of products can we find UV protection properties in? Do you have any favorites? I use the Purology Color Fanatic at the moment, but do you have any faves you can share with us? Yeah, amazing. I love that one too, Joe. I think that's really cool. I think there's some really good ones out there. Just double check the ingredients on your products before you put them in the hair. You don't want any nasty sulfates or any nasty silicones in the product. So just be mindful of those two things. UV filters Mm -hmm. are really important. One of my favorites is the Daily Leave-In Moisturizer by Christophe Robin. He has got the natural sandalwood oils in it. That smells like hot man, Hannah. You need that one. Oh, hot man smell. Hot man. Sexy, sexy hot man. (laughs) Wait, I've got to write it down. What's it called? It's called the Daily Leave-In Moisturizer with natural sandalwood. It's got an SPF of six in it. It's very Mm. sexy Ah. French man. We love it. It has has an SPF in it somewhere. It's a hair cream. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, you know, when you go outside and you put on your like sunscreen before you go yep. to the beach, it's exactly like that, but for your hair. So it's Amazing. your everyday user-friendly product. It's super lightweight. It's a, it's a cream formulation with a natural oil. So the hair absorbs it. The hair literally drinks it actually. It's so good. Mm. Um, something like that is definitely my favorite one, but there's so many out there. Just be mindful of yeah. those two things. No sulfates, no silicones. In terms of color, I've just lightened my hair. Aside from chlorine, does the sun and the salt water, does that affect the color? Is that worse or is that better for your hair? So they're two different elements and they're both, they're doing two different things. So the sun's rays can act like a bleach, as I said earlier. So it's pulling pigment out. It's going to cause discoloration. It's going to leave the hair slightly brittle and bring on split ends. Chlorine is going to go into the hair. So it's not removing. So the chemical goes in and sits into the cuticle and that's how you get your discoloration. So it adds that sort of, you know, um, chemical greeny color to the hair. Do you remember, Joe, when you used to like, you used to buy that stuff from the supermarket? Yeah, Sunny. I used to use that flat out. Oh my God. Everyone used to have orange hair at the end of summer. Yeah, Yeah, mine used to go relatively blonde, but my brother started using it and his went like bright orange. (laughs) Oh no. I think we've all had disasters with that product, but yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of us alter our skincare and our makeup in the summer, but our hair care pretty much remains the same. Should we actually be using different products in different seasons? Oh, I love this question because I'm a massive believer in when you change your lifestyle slightly, you've got to change your products that you use to match your lifestyle. So for me in summer, I'm really lazy. I'm low maintenance. I'll, uh, I won't be doing my hair as much. I won't be putting on as much maybe makeup. And, and so definitely change it up, change it up. So when I talk to my clients about the season, the differences are that in the summer, 
the air is a lot heavier. Whereas in the winter, the air is a lot cooler. It's a lot cleaner. It's a lot, it's a lot crisper. The light is very different in summer as well. Being a colorist and a color salon, I'm, I'm really all about the light. And I find the light in summer very hard on the hair and quite yellow as well, quite a golden light. You want products though that are going to manage the humidity or the frizziness in the hair. Mm. You want products that are going to protect it from the sun and the UV and uh, the daily outside activities that you might do a bit more of. And you want like easy user-friendly products in summer. Like you like you don't really have a lot of like self-care full-on Sundays in the summertime because you're out and about and you're at the beach. So hair care definitely changes for the season. And if we find our hair isn't behaving over the summer, which I think a lot of people experience, like they might get a flaky scalp or dry ends or oilier roots, what should we do? Should we go and see our hairdresser? Should we just buy a different product, like you said? I think um, these issues can pop up with us any time of the year. I don't mm. think they, they sit with a season. So it's always good to have in the bathroom cupboard a couple of things. One is my very, very, very favorite product ever by Christophe Fauban called the Smoothing Sea Salt Scrub. It's like a gentle exfoliation for the scalp to remove excess oil, flakiness, and any irritation that you have on your scalp. It's a definite number one product that you need. But before you start anything at home, if you're having a little flare-up or you're having a or you're noticing something change in your scalp, definitely visit the salon first. Mm. Visiting the salon and having an in-salon protocol treatment something that's designed and prescribed for your hair and scalp is the best way to start. Mm, I thought you were going to say the Christophe Rabanne um, scrub because that's what I reach for. If my hair's like playing up, I'm like, no, I'll just do the scrub and usually it just calms down and it starts behaving again. And again, that product is another hot man product. So I feel like we need, Hannah, we need a sound effect on this podcast that's like a a siren or something. Matthew, <laughs> can you find us a hot man smell? Like yeah. I know in my head I've sent it to him. Wow, chicken, wow, wow. Is that oh, how you yes. do it? Chicken, oh, my chicken, God, chicken, yes. Wow, wow. Matthew, make it happen. We'll put that on products that have a hot man smell. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good idea. I should definitely incorporate that. I love it. I love it. So we definitely put less effort into styling our hair in summer. So I am so bad. When I go on holidays, I literally put, because I can't be bothered, I just put coconut oil in my hair so that it looks so greasy. Like I just <laughs> I just don't want to have to deal with the frizz from yeah. the humidity. Yeah. So what are some of your favourite products, please, to get me off the coconut oil for simple styling shortcuts when it comes to like long or short hair? Um, Hannah, babe, you're definitely on the right track here. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of an old fashioned remedy to put the oil in the hair before you shampoo or before you do a coloration. It's a very old fashioned uh, technique. So Hannah, you're oh, all over it, babe. <laughs> see, I do that in really humid climates where nothing you do helps the humidity. Yeah. Yeah. The great thing about doing something like that is when you dive in the ocean or dive in the pool or shampoo it out afterwards, the ends of the hair will dry really smooth and they won't have as much frizz to them, which is great. 
I mean, lavender oil is a mix of 90, it's a 96% natural oil. You can put that through the lengths and, the lengths and ends of the hair before swimming or just leave it in a top knot all day long, shampoo it out. It's beautiful. That Christopher Barn one is so nice. That's the lazy girl treatment, Joanna. I love that yeah. one. Love it. So it has things like almond oil, bariti oils, wheat germ oils, lavender. That's the lazy girl's treatment. So, Han, I think that's got your name all over mm. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Honey, honey, you need that for your bar in life. You've totally um, said what I wanted to hear, which was that using the oil was the right thing to use because I was like, I wasn't sure. I was like, I just don't know what to do with this frizz ball on holidays. Well, you know, it's just nothing. It's just old fashioned. Going back to the old uh, Italian roots with the good old Italian yes. oil. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think we've covered everything to do with summer hair care. So thank you so much for joining us today, Mon. That was a great chat. Thanks for having me. Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. You have a good tip, which I was there for. So let's explain it to the people from the Lord himself, James Vivian. James Vivian, who is a good friend of Adore Beauties. We, Joe and I, obviously in Melbourne now, you can get facials. So we went to see James and got our first facials. Mm, wasn't that a treat? Yeah, it was so good. And we were chatting to him. I was chatting to him about my impaired barrier, trying to figure out what had happened. And he's like, what are you using? And I said, well, I think it might have been Cosmetics Refine Plus. And he was like, why the hell did you start on Refine Plus? He's like, <laughs> you're meant to start on Cosmetics Define, then you move up to Refine, and then you move up to Refine Plus. And I was like, oh. Well, he doesn't know you well enough. That's not the way Hannah first rolls. <laughs> That's, that makes a lot of sense. So if you are looking like cosmetics do incredible retinols but if you are looking mm -hmm. to start somewhere start on refine dirt fine then go yep. to refine and then refine plus but yep. i said well what am i going to do with the refine plus now and he had a really good tip for me because i've got not bad but i've got chest pigmentation from back in my days when i used to sunbake do not recommend that at home and mm -hmm. he recommended which i thought was such a good idea he said use the refine plus it's like a really high potency retinol use that on your chest and he's like just go for it on your chest until mm. you get this like retinol reaction mm -hmm. and then once you've got that kind of reaction then you can add the skin SkinCeuticals epidermal repair over the top mm. and he's like do that a few times and it really will significantly improve like the texture and the what's it called like the texture and the pigmentation that I've got on my chest yeah. so I am going to give that a go well I've been using that alpha h serum on my chest and I feel like that's making a difference yeah I I feel like it's really important to bring things down your neck and chest which a lot of people are like do I need separate skincare for my neck and chest and you don't necessarily but if you've purchased um you know you might have purchased some products from the ordinary and you've decided that you're now going to use stuff from alpha h or asap use up the rest of your ordinary products on your chest there's no reason why you can't i thought that was a really good idea that if you are trying to refine because a lot of women you'll see they'll have they'll have been in the sun and they'll have 
quite bad pigmentation on their chest, but their faces mm. because they've worn hats and sunscreen yeah. and they'll have like yeah. quite bad sun damage on their chest, which is what I've actually got. I thought that was a really good idea to like go like go for it with the retinol on your chest mm-hmm. and then use like a repair serum. He did say, Hannah, don't forget this part, not to do that while you're in Bali. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but wait I, until you're back in Melbourne. Although to be honest with you, I have I have been putting 50 plus on my body and if you you still do get it doesn't completely 100% protect your skin. Exactly. You still do get a tan. That's why it's really important to wear protective clothing yeah. as well as sunscreen. Sometimes if you're in, like, especially during summer, it's probably not as relevant in winter, especially in these like Southern states, but in summer, absolutely like a shirt and a hat and something that's going to like cover you up a little bit and still be breathable is like the best mm. option. Anyway, I haven't tried the SkinCeuticals Epidermal Repair, but James could not speak of it highly enough. Mm. And it actually says here it is specifically formulated for skin compromised by cosmetic procedures. So if you've had laser or microdermabrasion, but also skin sensitized by retinoid therapy, which is exactly ah. what I need at the moment. And what I, that's actually what I needed when I was going through my skin issues. What's your product this week? Um, My product is a bit rogue because I have not used a mousse since I was literally 13, but I saw Nadia Bartel use this in her hairstyling IGTV recently. And I happened to have a sample of it that I'd received from Nioxin. And I thought, "Mm, maybe I'll just like give it a whirl. Cause normally I just wouldn't I wouldn't even bother using it. I'm a bit like meh with hair care because oh, my hair's so fine and I can never get volume in it that I just don't really bother with products that promise like volume and stuff. I'm just like, it's not going to do anything. Anyway, so I tried this Nioxin 3D Density Defend Lightweight Strengthening Foam. It's a bit of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, had no idea what it did. I just was, I got influenced by Nadia and I just thought I'm going to try this out and see what happens because her hair always looks beautiful. And I've started this new thing where I'm trying to air dry my hair whenever I can. So I'm washing it in the morning, which I normally don't do. Like I never, never wash my hair in the morning. It's always at night and I always have to dry it off because my hair just takes hours to dry. And it's still the same during the day. Like I could wash it at eight o'clock in the morning and it won't be fully dry until after lunch. So Mm -hmm. my hair takes so long to dry, but I decided that I would put it in when I was washing my hair in the morning so that I could see like the full result. Because obviously once you've slept on your hair, it's obviously going to be flatter and stuff. But I I didn't necessarily notice volume from this product, but more than my hair is so soft and it's almost like it's taken a little bit of the frizz out of the ends as well because my ends are a little bit drier. So when I do dry my hair off, it tends to get a bit like frizzy and dead looking on the ends. But I've noticed that and when I was reading the description of the product, it made sense because it's actually meant to protect your hair color and add vibrancy to your color tone. Mm-hmm. So I've worn my hair straight the last week and usually I hate wearing my hair straight because I don't think my color looks as good. But I've been wearing it straight and it looks really like quite good. (laughs) I'm a bit shocked. I don't know if it's this product or not. I did see you on a call and your hair was straight, but it looked really nice. Your hair, I think your hair always looks nice. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I prefer to have it waved, but I think this product did add something to my color or something. I don't even know what exactly it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm going to keep using it. And also I kind of like squeezing out the mousse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to continue to use it. I don't know exactly what it's 
doing. It says it's meant to reduce breakage in the hair. So if you've got really fine or thinning hair and you're prone to breakage, this probably would be a good product for you. It's about $34. So it's not super expensive, but I'm using it in conjunction with my Purology Color Fanatic. So I put the Color Fanatic in first, comb through my hair and then pop this in and then just leave it to air dry. And I've had no issues. It's my hair looks shiny. I'm pretty happy with it. So Nioxin is for like thinning hair. Yes, it is. Yep. So they've got, this is a like standalone product, but I'm pretty sure it comes in some of their packs as well. So if you're, if you've got fine or thinning hair, you might want to check out the Nioxin range because they've got a few different packs for different kinds of hair, but this is a product that you can buy by itself. So yeah, that's my product. I didn't know I needed today. Sorry, I can't give you more defined information, but that's just my my take on the product. Don't really know what it does, but it seems to be working. So I had a little bit of a full circle moment, Joe. Mm-hmm. So I did an interview on my kind of career change yes. from corporate to creative. Mm-hmm. And I posted to my Instagram story and it said, I was so terrified as I was putting so much of myself out in the public domain. I talked about my bum hair, chin hair, getting Botox and admitted (laughs) to using panty liners every day in those first few episodes. I definitely couldn't go back to a corporate career once that was all out there. And then I wrote on the comment on Instagram stories, reckon KPMG would have me back now, lol, question mark. Because my first job was at KPMG, which is a big four accounting firm. And I actually had quite a lot of messages from people that either used to work or still work at KPMG. And one girl wrote back and she was like, hell yeah. She's like, we all listen to your podcast in the office. And we were in the lunchroom the other day and they were all discussing the bum waxing oh. stories and the Brazilian waxing stories. And I was like, I was like, this is so nice that like I left KPMG's and then like years later, I'm on a podcast talking about my bum hair and about like we were talking about like how to shave your like bum hair before um, your laser (laughs) removal appointment. (laughs) And then all these like professionals are sitting around the lunchroom discussing it. Shout out to the girls at KPMG. Thank you so much. But also a lot of our own brands and people that we work with in a professional capacity at Adore Beauty listen to this podcast. And I often forget that. So (laughs) Um, it's a humbling experience to know that, yeah, people we're working with professionally know about our anuses, but it's all fun. I love that. We enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 